This is Becoming, Becoming Braverman. Braverman. Oh, may God bless and keep you always. May your wishes all come true. May you always do for others. Let others do for you. May you build that two stars. I'm never gonna get this. Okay, this is our podcast. My name is Erin. And this is Doug. And we're making a podcast about the TV show Parenthood. It's called Becoming Braverman. Welcome, everybody. (laughs) So So we actually have, we, well, I've seen the whole entire show three times. Doug has seen it two times. So we will be embarking on watching it again. And, you know, they, this has been done before. People do podcasts about TV shows. But not basically. on Parenthood. So basically, for every episode, we'll do a, we'll do an episode. Um, but we wanted to do a little bit of an, just an intro first for this first episode. So we haven't actually watched the first episode of Parenthood yet, or rewatched, I should say. Um, but do you want me to go first? Totally lost my train of thought. So we have two. We have two things that we wanted to kind of talk about before we went and watched the show, and then we'll come back and our, we'll we'll talk about the show. So the first thing is uh, we want to talk about our, our origin story with the show, like how we first came to. Be watching the show. So, Doug, I'm going to ask you first. What is your origins? What is your parenthood origin story? So, my origin story is not very exciting, and it's pretty short. Don't sell yourself short, baby. Just tell your story. Hey, we didn't tell them we're lovers yet. <laughs> we're going to save that to the final season. <laughs> oh, wow. Big reveal. Anyways, my origin story is you introduced me to the show... However many years ago, maybe three, four, even five years ago, when we watched it for the first time, um, you just suggested it based on you watching it many years even before that. And so then we watched you know, one or two episodes, and I really enjoyed it. I used to never watch dramas like, like Parenthood, especially family dramas. I don't think I've watched any of them like that, unless you consider like... One Tree Hill, a family drama. Kind of. Um, I never really watched these types of shows, and, and then we started watching it, and I really enjoyed it. Um, Do you remember like anything I specifically said to try and like sell you on it? I guess this was this was early on in our relationship. We can't we can't keep that a secret. That's not going to be a big reveal. So this was early on in our relationship, and I feel like we were both being more polite, so it was a lot easier to get you to do things. I think. Now, at this point, if I tried to approach you with a new thing, I'd have to be more strategic about it. Parenthood? Absolutely not. I'd have to, well, I remember when I tried to get you to watch Big Little Lies, which you did agree to, but I was like... That was good. Yeah, you liked it. I was strategic about it. I was like, listen, I really think you'll, you will like it. It's, it's a family drama. It's got Reese Witherspoon in it. Yeah, but, so, but that's, are, that's a recent thing. So you already right. got me hooked on the family dramas so from Parenthood. Right. So I'm just wondering, because I don't remember the specific I think you just said you loved the show, you watched it before, and, and, I wanted to experience and you, think it. I'll, you think I would like it. Yeah. And then we just watched a couple episodes. Was that and before then... or after we started watching Shameless, you think? 
Oh, it was probably before. Yeah. The first time we watched Parenthood together was before. Right, because we've actually Shameless. watched Parenthood together twice now. Yeah. And this would be our third time, which, according to Tara, would be the high priestess year, which is not what we're Anyways, about. back to you. That's my short origin story. What is your origin story? Okay, so my origin story is a little bit more, I wouldn't say, like, more exciting. It's just a little bit more complicated. Um, Don't upplay yourself. Okay. I actually started watching Parenthood during season four. So I started watching it while season four was airing. Um, Aaron? Airing. When it was airing. Like I, wa- I watched, Your name's Aaron. I didn't have cable, but I watched it on Hulu. So what happened was I was driving around. I was living in New Tampa at the time, working in New Tampa. Um, I was, it was 2012 when season four was first airing. Airing. So I was out of college, so I was just working and kind of like just doing life. Um, and I was driving around town running errands like either before work or on my day off. And I was listening to the radio of all things, not something that I do anymore. But it was um, the DJs were talking and they mentioned, I don't want to, we're not going to do spoilers, right? We're going to kind of try to experience. Episode by episode. Yeah. So Except for this intro. This intro, I guess, can maybe have some. Well, I'm not, this is don't the, spoil this anything. Is the spoiler. But what I will say is that the people, like the DJs on the radio station, they were talking about the storyline involving Ryan. And so they were talking, and it was 2012, so they were talking about how imp- uh, important of a storyline it was, because it was a soldier who had come back from war and was dealing with PTSD and was dealing with drug and alcohol dependency as a way to deal with his PTSD and Amber and Ryan and all that stuff. So I, why are you smiling? I'm just smiling. <laughs> okay. So they were... They were just talking about how, oh, this is a, it's such a good storyline on this show that it's already, you know, this show is already an established show, but they're really, they're really, you know, they're being relevant and doing this storyline. And I'm just a sucker for a good story, as you are well aware of. Like, so anytime I hear someone say like, well, that's just a really good story, my interest peaks. And so I went home later on like that day or that week and just started watching season four and loved season four so much that I went back and watched season one, two, and three, um, on my own, like just in my own time. And it was weird. It was actually even more fulfilling to, to, to know what happens in season four, but then to see the process of those, of those characters, like just seeing Crosby and, um, Jasmine, I forget her name. Jasmine. Yeah. Cause Crosby and Jasmine really go through a big thing and like, I knew what happened in season four, but then to see the buildup of that and everything. So I definitely... So you watched the entirety of season four. I'm pretty sure from what I remember, I watched the whole season four, like episode by episode as it was airing. So like I went, I probably went back and like watched whatever few episodes that had already aired. And by that time they were talking about on the radio and I'm then I watched it. If you really enjoyed the show, I would think you would start ep- you know, season four and then maybe watch a few and then be like... I really enjoy this. I'm gonna. I don't want to spoil it now. I'm gonna go back to season one and just start from there. But you remember, see, like once you get involved in a season, you don't want to. Like we're experiencing that right now with when we're watching the Fosters. We don't want to step out of that season. We want to. Oh, I would though. Were you dedicated then to the show? After or, or during watching the entirety of season four, it almost sounds like. 
I was definitely in it for season four, and then I think because of the emotional payoff that season four had for me, that's what then compelled me to go back and, and mm. do my research, so to speak, and watch the first three seasons. Yeah, I wouldn't have and done then, it. And then I, I don't remember, like, the, the details are blurry at this point because this was seven years ago, but then I must have watched season five and season six as they were airing. I think I had a Hulu subscription, and I was just because there were six seasons of the show, and so I watched season four as it was airing. That's when I first came in. I went back and watched the first three and then continued to watch season five, season six. So I was definitely dedicated, but I wanted to stick with season four because I was invested in those particular storylines. But then through watching season four, I got invested in the show as a whole. And so I went back and watched season one, two, and three. Mm. So, yeah. Um, I see you taking notes. Do you have anything you want to follow up on? Oh, I didn't know the show started in 2008 then. If season four was 2012, that means it started in 08. I think so, yeah. Wow. I was looking at the timeline on Wikipedia earlier just to see when season four aired. Um, I know season one was a sh- season one and season six are shorter seasons. They're 13 episode seasons. And season one actually aired um, just in the springtime. It's weird because so I think it might they, it might have actually aired like two thousand nine or two thousand ten because it was a short episode a short season and then I'm kind of surprised because that was the economic downturn and so this show ended up only going six seasons right right but it was during like the you know some of the worst financial times that and we it, see that reflected in some of the character storylines oh that's true yeah so there was a plot line there, for that it, we see that. It, you know, watching it as it unfolded, you it was definitely easy to see how relevant the show was. And now, even looking back, you can it seems kind of surprising to me that they were able to get this uh, cast together, which has so many different, you know, famous actors. Yeah, or, or not, you know, and we not, haven't really done any. I guess it would be interesting to do some research into how that all came together. Well, we don't care, but but we just care about the show and sure. our own thoughts about it. Okay, so the next question we wanted to just air out before we go and watch the first episode and then come back and talk about the first episode. It's this, just... this episode's called Air, by the way, because you, you keep saying saying air. Okay. We just lost all the listeners. <laughs> so the next question, the last question before we then go get to the meat of it, is what does the TV show mean to you? Like what, it's kind of corny. <laughs> God bless you. But just kind of. Does anybody sneeze on podcasts? We talked about. Now they do. We talked about like how we got introduced to it, but I guess so. This is like a deeper level of the question, just like what does the show mean to you? So, I mean, obviously it's important to us because we've watched it twice together, and we're going to watch it again, and we're making a podcast about it. But can you get into more details, Doug? You're going to go first. Like what? Like in like specific words like what does this show mean to you what does it represent how has it changed you or how has it just affected you as a human well this is just my uh perspective on it but i think one of the reasons this answers the question but it's also it answers the question of why we chose the name becoming braverman yeah uh you know we've watched a lot of different shows since this show a lot of different family dramas and stuff you know this is us the fosters probably several other ones and we chose Becoming Braverman as a title because I think um, a lot of the characters on the show have like a, um, it, it, there's somebody, there's someone we can like strive to be. Like we would, we, we don't look, maybe we look at them as sort of a, a hero figure. 
Um, we definitely look up to them, uh, how they take care of their kids, how they interact with each other, how they all hold, you know, they're working just like everybody else in the world, but they're also like actually being good people along the way. And so I think that's, that's how I look at it is, uh, you know, just like in, in the show, this is us, Jack Pearson is like a, like a hero. Um, I look at him like a hero. And so in this show, I definitely look at like Zeke at Braverman as a hero and Adam Braverman as a hero. They're somebody that I would definitely strive to be because they're juggling a myriad of different things all at once. You know, he, he's working, he's got, you know, well, I don't want to spoil everything. But, um, and so, you know, we're on the verge of starting a family also. And so I think, you know, we want to take away some of the qualities that the Bravermans possess. What do you think? Yeah, well, just, I'm going to piggyback on what you said, and then and then I'll answer my thing of it. But I think what draws us to these characters is that none of them are perfect, but each of them has some admirable quality. Like, I know that, and we'll get into this more, like, Sarah's not your favorite character, but there are things that are admirable about Sarah. Like, the way that, I mean, we're kind of being... A lot like Sarah in the next few months we're taking big risks and we're making big changes maybe a little bit too late in our life according to conventional wisdom and that's what Sarah's all about you don't always want to be all Sarah in your life but you also don't always want to be 100% Adam because there's a little bit of stiffness to him sometimes and a little bit of like type A type of stuff which again but like I, I wrote down just like an amalgamation so like there's things you can learn from all of them that are, you know, yeah, especially relevant to us now as we go on to this next stage. But I think even even before we were engaged or talking about marriage or talking about babies, like it was almost like it just helped us see how they were doing it. And there's, it's a TV show, so there's a lot of just things, things they don't have to deal with. Like there's like, oh, how are you really paying these bills? You're living in fucking uh, San Francisco and you know you just quit your job to make you know so there's a lot of things that aren't realistic but at the same time there are things that are realistic as far as when it comes to like raising your kids and being a parent and juggling all the different roles like every single character has all these different roles they're a husband they're a brother they're a son or they're a wife a mother a daughter a sister so um and you're talking about heroes like how like definitely Zeke and Adam come out as hero figures, but even Crosby, you know, like even Crosby is he's more like the Dark Knight figure, but even he has some heroic qualities, especially when it comes to just we we really see him grow up as a man. But anyway, I'm getting I'm getting off track because we're like talking too much about the character already. But what um, to to answer my part of like what parenthood means to me, I think that. Yeah, they, they just represent family. But, you know, I made the decision when I was 22 to move a thousand miles away from my family. And so I love my family. There's I, My family is great, but I don't get that daily or even weekly or even monthly dose of that family bond that we see with the Bravermans. And to some point, that's even dysfunctional sometimes, how dependent they are on each other and how they how much they see of each other and how involved they get. But when you can see it from a distance, it, it is almost idealistic and you, it's aspirational. And so I think, especially when I first watched it the first time on my own, I didn't have a family. I, I had 
<laughs> Why are you laughing? You said family like uh, oh, like Callie. Callie and the Fosters. I didn't have a fa- a family. Um, I was away from my family. I had our, I had been away for four years already at that point, but I you know I graduated college, but I really I was kind of drifting and a little bit lost at that point. So they represented a family. And, like, we've joked about, like, wanting to literally be Bravermans. And, like, that's, yeah, they they definitely have their issues and stuff. But as far as what the TV show means to me, it really does, like, it really does just give me, like, a, a, a something to aspire to. I feel like even when it comes down to, like, their backyard. Like, we're like, oh, we want a backyard like that someday. And, you know, not in a materialistic way because it does look nice. But it's because of what's happened in that backyard. Like, people have fallen in love and gotten married and gotten into fights and made up and just broken bread together. It's because of what happens in that backyard that we love it so much. And so it's definitely aspirational, but at the same time, very comforting too. Yeah. And I think what, like you were saying, how you're distant from your family just because of uh, physical location, like, you know, my family kind of has been very broken up and very sporadic um, as far as closeness closeness goes over the last you know one or two decades Mm -hmm. and so yeah I probably look at the the tv show as somewhat of a you know a family to aspire to to aspire to be um you know despite everything they have going on in their lives they they're they're still a close-knit family and they're a big family and they're all close and they're all together and you know, I think that's something that we would want too. Mm-hmm. Eventually, is to have like a large family where, you know, you're all going to deal with all sorts of, you know, tough issues throughout everyone's life. You know, no matter if you're seventy years years old like Zeke, or if you're only you know, fifteen years old like uh, that boy. I can't remember his name. Um, Max. No, the other one, Sarah's. Uh, oh, Drew. Drew, yeah. Your you other know, favorite character. No matter how old you are, you're gonna deal with some some very real problems, and they all do, but they all work out. You know, work it out together to resolve it, and uh, you know, even when the issue is with another person in the family, they, they still all resolve it because they have a big family that's that's around. You know, we don't most. I wouldn't say most people, but a lot of people don't have a lot of family around. Right, and one other thing that kind of goes along with it that I admire about the characters is that they're not afraid of big emotions, even when it does become dysfunctional, even when it's like, wow, Crosby, why do you think you have a right to have an opinion about so-and-so or whatever? Like, they, because of that closeness, well, no, actually, flip it. Like, because they're not afraid of big emotions, they're actually able to bond deeper and, and foster those relationships that... Again, sometimes are dysfunctional, sometimes are a little bit too close. But that was something that growing up, you know, I didn't have a terrible childhood or anything, but I was definitely, we didn't, we weren't a super expressive family. We weren't like, like, you know, there weren't things, stop making Yeah, because that's the previous generation where, um, you know, especially yeah, the just, men. I just kept things to myself, and if, if I did express emotions, I felt like, you know, I was just seen as being dramatic and stuff. And so, there are conversations that I've definitely haven't had with my parents or with my siblings that maybe if we had had those conversations, it would have been a lot scarier and a lot raw, and even we would have exposed each other to more hurt, but we might be closer than we are now. And, you know, there's 
my family were spread apart geographically and we definitely could be closer emotionally when it comes to like checking in on each other but that's just reality there's you know I'm grateful that there's not any like there's no bad blood or anything between anybody but it's just I think it's weird sometimes families are like polite with each other and then at they sacrifice real relationships by just trying to keep the peace. And that's definitely not something that the brave friends ever do. Like they're not afraid to speak their mind and have big emotions. And just to go back to what you said, that's what I want for our family. Like I want, I definitely don't want our kids to hide things from us like they do in the fosters because they're afraid of how we're going to react. Like I want us to be, you know, obviously we're going to hold our kids to, to standards and they're going to have consequences for their behavior. But when they, when something happens or when they're in a bind or when they're feeling big emotions, I want them to be like, well, mom and dad are the ones I'm coming to first. Like, I'm going to talk to them and we're going to express how we feel about it, but we're also going to be a safe space for them. Yeah, so it almost sounds like we're using, we're definitely using, you know. Is this our premarital counseling? It almost watching, is. Watching parenthood together again? That's a good point again? too, but it's also, we're kind of using like lessons learned from, right. you know, from parenthood on how to raise kids, which is probably not what you should do. Well, there's things that it's, it's it has to do with like taking it with a grain of salt and being critical about but being it. aware of it. There's definitely things, and we'll get into them more as we watch each episode. That that I I would definitely do that I've seen like certain characters do, and then there's other things that I wouldn't do. But I think our ultimate like values align more with the characters on Parenthood than like other oh, than shows any other that show, we've been yeah. watching. There's but, some very strong characters on but there. But by discussing that, yeah, we kind of are giving our we're giving ourselves a platform to really be clear about what we want our family to look like too, which is something we've already talked about, but to really have this as a platform to hash it out with even more and to have like these fictional characters to bounce our ideas off of and to see like things like, Oh, I see Sarah doing that and I wouldn't want that to happen with my teenage daughter, but then I see the way Adam does this, or because Adam's like super, super woke, like as an individual. I think he's probably he's the, a great dancer. He's probably the best person, but even but Christina also she doesn't always deal with things the best way either. Sometimes Sarah actually who's better knows, though, Jack Pearson from This Is Us or Adam Braverman that from is Parenthood. A question that the world will we should answer that some on another podcast, or it could be like a, a just a survey. We could just poll our listeners, <laughs> our listeners. But you were saying, uh, you know, it's 2019, so yeah, people are becoming more um, vulnerable, and I, I especially see it, and I guess I feel it as a as a man, because like I wouldn't normally be doing this podcast. Like some of it, you know, is is definitely like emotional, and you're saying you're you're being vulnerable, right? You're putting yourself out there. Um, but I think you know this generation with like Brene Brown and, and, and people Ooh, like look that. Look at you dropping Brene Brown. It's it's oh, oh. the previous generation. You know, like like my dad, he would never like openly talk about a TV show, like his thoughts of, of a TV show. He would just never it do it. It would just be one sentence, like "Oh, it's stupid" or "Oh, it's good." Yeah, and I think uh, we're definitely evolving to a, a better state that we can do that. You know, I think it's. I think it also has to do with just wanting that community. Even like you and I want to be part of a community, but we also want to just sit on our couch. So it's like parenthood gives us gives us a community while also allowing us to. So, but like people, yeah, people speak out because that's how you form relationships by talking about how you feel. 
and it was like maybe it was easier to do in the previous generation because people just followed certain protocols for how to live their life and now that the millennials are rocking the boat and so it's kind of harder to to form relationships community and well it's just hard to make friends as an adult but now we're like way off way off topic I want to add a question to this. You, we have okay. two questions, but I'm going to add a question. Okay. And I think I know your answer, and it's probably be the same answer as, as me. What is your favorite moment from the show? What? That's a ter- I hate favorite questions. Whenever, oh, you oh you like to read? What's your favorite book? Okay. Go, what what moment stood out to you most of the entire show? Um. Or moment slash scene. There's just so many. You want me to answer? Why don't... Because you came up with a question, so... I mean, I, I don't recall the, the scene exactly, Wait, but what? I just remember it as when um, oh. Zeke was in the junkyard with... Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, What's was, her name? Amber. Amber. I, uh, oh, my God. We haven't gosh. watched the show in a, in a couple of years now, I think, like two years maybe, so I don't remember the, the characters' names you know, until we watch it again for, for my third time. So I can't remember all the characters' names, but yeah, when Zeke is in the junkyard. Yeah, but let's let's not talk about it right now. Let's talk about it when we get to it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like, we'll just leave it as we'll that. Just say, hey, is that your you most? You gotta keep listening. That was the one. Like I was trying to. I was like, I know it has something to do with Zeke. Obviously, like, yes. Yeah, the best moments. The best moments are, are with Zeke. Zeke. And that's where we'll end this segment. This was becoming, becoming braver, braver men. men. <laughs> I can't. <laughs>